This is ESPN 580, Orlando's high school football scoreboard. A recap of the biggest high school football games in Central Florida. Right here on ESPN 580, Orlando. And it is presented by our friends at Graffiti Junction, America's Burger Bar. Their new menu being rolled out. We'll get into that. We'll recap week two. Balin and Heath are back. I'm Nikki Football. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Abbreviated show because of Bears Packers coming up. So we got to get into it and get into it quickly, guys. Good week too. Yeah, but if you're going to if you're going to do something right at ESPN, I mean, I love that ESPN's high school football scoreboard show leads you right into the first game of the NFL. So, I mean, we're doing things right here over at ESPN when it comes to high school coverage. We will find time every week to make sure we get you guys the best games, the best plays um, of the week. So I want to jump right into some recap, Nick, from last week, and I want to start with the West Orange uh, at Wakiva game. Uh, this is the game where Wakaiva ends up winning this one, 46-14. And, Balin, West Orange was actually winning this game at the beginning of the game, 14-5 at the at halftime. And then Wakaiva goes on and scores 41 unanswered. I mean, that was, I could not have guessed in a million years that they would come out of the second half. We always talk about coaches that make second-half adjustments are the best coaches. What was your opinion when you saw Wakaiva dropping 41 on West Orange in the second half of that game? Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. I, I, I was watching the score throughout the time I was at Lake Cal's game and I was just really actually I was actually impressed with West Orange and how they were up really quickly 14 to 5 but then obviously Wakaiva's second week in a row coming back in a strong second half making adjustments and ending up in a blowout win. A couple side notes from that game. Nikki, get this. Chad yeah. Davis Jr. and Amari Thomas both rushed for a combined 300 <laughs> 300 yards and five touchdowns. Unreal. Guess wow. what? They're both juniors. So Coach Bettison out there in Wakaiva has both those guys coming back. And obviously we know the quarterback uh, there that transferred in, Brandon Sear, he had a decent showing. He was 8 of 15, one touchdown, one pick. But the ground game was just too much for the Warriors. Let's move on to that next game. Yeah, let's get to uh, Dr. Phillips at Timber Creek. Uh, DP guys took care of this one, 24-14. Yeah, I talked to uh, Coach Buckridge and Coach Ziggler a little bit about this game, and they were missing their starting quarterback this week. He was he was out for uh, an, il- an illness, I believe, mm-hmm. um, but he was out for the week, and I think th- DP took full advantage of that. Uh, Dr. Phillips ended up taking that game 24-14. to Even though Trey Lubin opens up the game with a 95-yard kickoff return, DP was just too much, Balin. Yeah, they definitely were. Um, DP, they, they knocked out their backup quarterback early in the game. That kind of forced uh, Timber Creek going into like a wildcat situation. So ground and pound against Dr. Phillips' defense. I don't. I like my odds with Dr. Phillips on that one. So they took care of business. Nikki, get this. So you have their starting quarterbacks out to start the game. Their backup gets a, gets knocked out of the game. And now they're down to their wildcat offense. And they only threw the ball one time after that. Crazy. That yeah. point. So you're not going to win too many games against Dr. Phillips when you're down. No, because at that point you're trying to out-athlete them, basically. Yeah, and, and that's what DP does best. And it's really hard to out-athlete them. Yes, you, you couldn't have said 100%. it better, Nikki. Yeah. All right. Next game, Nikki is uh, Scott Inez's Lake Brantley Patriots were at Lyman. And Balin, yeah, I was you know, talking ba- about that game. Balin's kind of being new, being new to the show. Scott Inez is a big Lake Brantley fan, and you're starting okay. to catch on to that theme. Right. And so yep. I love to see them actually starting to get some press here they're actually starting to make some headway and they they take on Lyman and get this this is the oldest rivalry in Seminole County is it I I didn't know that that, but it makes a lot of sense because those two schools have been around a long time and over the years Lyman has kind of been built up around you know around itself so they've kind of lost a lot of their natural rivalries but but they still have the one with Lake Brantley the oldest rivalry in excuse me in Seminole County and there's possibly some bad blood between these two teams because a lot of the Lyman kids that they got that were transfers came from Lake Brantley. 
So you've got a little bit of that. Um, We're going to see a lot more of that with these transfer rules. We are. This yeah. is kind of the tip of the iceberg. But Brantley wins in a close one, 21-17. Brantley ball is back, Nick. You've got to hear these numbers. And, Baylor, I know you already know these. Mm-hmm. Of the 394 total yards of offense – 373 of them were on the ground. On the ground. I'm, I'm massively surprised. Two running backs went over 100 yards rushing, close to 200. They two did. Yeah, two of them. And there was only four pass attempts in the game. Scott Inez would be so proud right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, to beat Lyman, Lake Brantley, Balin, how'd they do it? They did it in the last minute, right? Last minute. It was a crazy finish. Uh, they did pull it out. They did look for a second there. Lyman was going to pull off a good upset win. Uh, but Lake Brantley, again, took care of business at the very end and came with a W. Um, I'm very excited to see what Lake Brantley does, especially this week. Our next game um, is Oviedo at Lake Howell. And, Balin, this was the game yep, that you I were covering here. for the station. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm going to let you kind of take the mic here. What, what was that game looking yeah, like? Yeah, there was a lot of hype around the game. I know there's a lot of feedback going back and forth on Twitter and stuff. And a lot of people uh, were expected to have this a close game. And, you know, Oviedo has dominated the series in the last 16 years or 16 tries at least. Um, and Oviedo did take care of business. Uh, Lake Howell's offense was shut down pretty much the entire game. Luke Rucker – or. Um, Matt Rucker uh, took over the game and, and scored three touchdowns, and they had good quarterback play from both quarterbacks. So Oviedo took care of business 34-10, to 10, um, and like I said, it was definitely uh, uh, year 16 for them. The last game I want to recap is Seminole at Lake Mary. And I want to apologize, too. If we're going really quick, it's because we have a short Not show. Not much time to work with. I yeah. know. So I, I feel this like is the two-minute offense. This is the <laughs> two-minute offense version of the high school football scoreboard show. And uh, we'll go back to Seminole and Lake Mary. Uh, what Semino- a game. Seminole wins this rivalry game 28-20. to Gunnar Smith still throws for three touchdowns. He, he only completed 11 of his 29 passes, and he had very little ground game support. And this is where I think Lake Brantley is going to run into some trouble. They only had 36 yards rushing on 22 attempts. Wow. So either Seminole's defense is that good, you know, defending the ground game, yeah. or Lake Mary needs to find another option because they look a little one-dimensional in this game, in my opinion, if you look by the box score and by the numbers. And I think Lake Mary, that's going to be their one yeah. thing is can they – Gunnar Smith has to have a perfect game each yeah. week right now. And even throwing for three touchdowns, right. when he's not throwing for 60%, 70% completion exactly. rate – Exactly. He was 13 they, for 32. Yeah. they they The numbers there weren't, weren't great. 32 passes in one game. So Seminole ends up winning that game, twenty-eight to twenty. But even Great that, game. even that win was a close one. Right. A little, Lake, a little, Lake Mary had a shot to win the game. A they lot, did. a lot closer than Coach Don Stark wanted up there, um, up there at the Lake Mary um, Rams Stadium. So I want to probably go to break here, Nick, instead yeah. of trying to fit this. Trying deck. to fit. You want to get the dudes in here. That's going to come up. We'll get to that coming up next. Our is new top ten. As yeah, the new top ten, as as Heath and Bela mentioned, and the. Uh, the offensive, defensive, and special teams dudes of the week. We're going to take you up to Bears-Packers. That's coming up. ESPN 5 at Orlando's high school football scoreboard. It's presented by our friends at Graffiti Junction America's Burger Bar. We're back in a minute. Now back to ESPN 580 Orlando's high school football scoreboard on ESPN 580 Orlando. And it is presented by our friends at Graffiti Junction, America's Burger Bar, where they are rolling out their new menu. It is real and it is spectacular, Heath. Yeah, I'm loving the flatbreads. Those have kind of been the ones that I've been going to. The cheesesteak flatbread, Nick. Um, if, oh. if we're not getting one of those tonight for football, like we're, we're missing out. Thursday night football oh, yeah. and a cheesesteak flatbread yeah, at Graffiti Junction. Yeah, the cheesesteak flatbread is definitely the front runner right now for me. But, I mean, all the new items on the menu are good. We've, we've almost tried them all here yeah. in the studio. So, uh, Nikki, let's get to these dudes, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with the offensive dude of the week here. Who you got? 
Okay, so this is going to be the, I would say, one of our top tier receivers in the area from Oviedo High School. Balin, who do we got? We have Matt Rucker from Oviedo High School. He had five catches, 95 yards, and three touchdowns. I was there to witness this in person. Um, I had the pleasure of training his brother, Luke, and he's been out there several times, and his hands are awesome. I don't think he, he rarely drops the ball. He's got a lot of good talent around him. He's got a lot of good speed, great hands, uh, great explosive offense, which I was shocked with. Uh, but it was great to see him in person. Again, three touchdowns, 95 yards, only on five catches. All right, our defensive dude of the week. Uh, this young man had an absolute monster game from Trinity Prep. Braylon, drop some stats on Nicky and I here. Yeah, his name is Michael Tite from Trinity Prep. He had eight tackles, one fumble recovery for a touchdown, and also a game-winning interception that stopped the drive for Trinity Christian, and it ultimately led them to a 25-14 victory for Trinity Prep. Nicky, quick question. What's if, that? If your name is Michael Tite, do you go by Mike Tite or Michael Tite? I think you go by Michael. Michael Tight. Yeah, Michael Tight. Michael Tight. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Mike Tight's a little. It's too. It's <laughs> it's too succinct. Yeah, I agree. All right, and our special teams due to the week um, is someone that's been familiar with the show. It's a Timber Creek uh, player. He got off to a fast start against Dr. Phillips. Who are we talking about, Balin? Yeah, we just mentioned him, Trey Lubin from Timber Creek. He uh, took the opening kickoff return for 95 yards for a touchdown against Dr. Phillips, which is, again, known for their defense and special teams. Um, he took it with ease. I mean, right off the gate, we talked about last week how a team would like to start with a pick six or some type of great big play. You talk about a big play. What about the opening kickoff for a touchdown? 90, That's pretty special. 95 yards to 95 the house yards. in front of the largest, wow. in the front of the largest uh, student section in Central Florida. Yeah. Timber in a Creek, new stadium. Tim, Timber Creek brings it when it comes to the students. Yeah, section. they do. They they really do. It's a great atmosphere there at Timber Creek, uh, and they had a great one there this weekend. All right, let's go through our top ten teams. Nikki, do are we ready to do our top ten list? We are. Ten. All right, Deland is finally on the list, and I think this is something that's been coming for a while, Balin. Yeah. But Deland finally makes the list. Nine. Masters Academy still holding strong. I know there's a lot of people oh, yeah. out there that want to complain and want to argue with us, but go Deal out with and, it. until you go out and watch a Masters Academy game. Don't 11 a.m. Yep, 11 a.m. Saturday. They play go 11 a.m. on Saturday. Eight. Apopka Blue Darters moving up two spots to the number eight spot this week. Seven. Okoe staying, remaining at number seven. They've got a big game this week, yeah, which we'll get to in just a moment. Six. Coco, Coco moves down two spots. Um, they did lose their game up in yeah, Georgia, up in did. Georgia, uh, but they are still holding strong in the middle of our pack here. Five. Osceola High School one and one. No change for them. They're going to remain at number five for us. Four. Wakiva's the team that keeps climbing. Yep. Uh, they're up another two spots. They're two and zero. Oh. Coach Bettison has a big game this week, which we'll get to in just a moment. Three. That's going to be Seminole High School. Uh, they're sitting at two and zero. Oh. They haven't done anything wrong to move down, but we Jones yeah. is Jones, who is. Two. Number two, Jones High School has done enough, in our opinion, yeah. to make them number two. No doubt. And it sets up this week for one. Number one, Edgewater, which we will be at. Balin and I will be yep. at that game. That's number Monday one night. versus number two. It doesn't get any better than that, Nikki. It does not. So those are the top ten in the ESPN 580 Orlando's high school football scoreboard polls as we head into week three. And we got six games you guys want to get into. Yeah, here. we're gonna do. We've got we've got a few minutes left here. We're going six to, games in seven minutes. Six games I in like seven it. minutes. So we're gonna give you our predictions. We're gonna give you the fan polls. But these are the six games that we we figure that you should be at on a Friday night. Um, and, and in this case, Monday night. Right. Monday so night. all these games that we're going to mention are Monday at six o'clock, except for the exception of one. So right. all which, these teams going to play Monday and then play Friday again. And the crazy, yep. the, the and crazy start of district. The crazy wow. thing is districts start this week as well. So coaches mm. have a short week when they have the games that matter the most. Not a lot of happy coaches out right. there right now. Big momentum swing though if you win on Monday night. 
So the first game that we figure that you should be at this week, if you're on that side of town, that's going to be DP at West Orange. That is at Monday at 6 o'clock. The fans have this one now. This is surprising. Mm. 59% of the fans have West Orange beating Dr. Phillips. And I don't know if that's because of a slow start on Dr. Phillips' part or West Orange, um, you know, the people being high on West Orange. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. But now I, I got word that uh, Julian Calvez is out for this game. He might be out for an injury in his knee that he suffered last week against Wakaiva. So I do see uh, Dr. Phillips. I had a pick here. I, I see Dr. Phillips edging this one out. They got JoJo Patty coming back from an injury. Uh, they seem to be clicking on defense now. So I think they win and win in a big fashion. I think the win for Dr. Phillips against Timber Creek, while it be one against a team that was a little nicked up, it was still a big win. It was a road yeah, win. They needed and, it. And I think with Rodney Wells, we've seen this in the past. Once they get a W on their under their belt, yeah, but the, the train roll. The, the kids start clicking, the kids everybody starts rebuying into the system. Yeah. So I, I got DP winning this game as well. So across the board, um D, Balin and I both have DP yep, winning. DP. It's the fans that are actually going against us with fifty nine right. percent of the vote. The next game uh, that I want to look at is Lake Nona at Ocoee. Mm. Uh, that's another Monday night game at 6 o'clock. The fans are saying 68% of the time that Ocoee is going to win this game. And I, I'm i going to have to agree with them. I'm going to go first here. I'm going to give you my reasons why. Um, I think Ocoee is too much and too physical. Lake Nona, the one concern I have with Lake Nona is going to be their size. I know they have the speed and they have the kind of the skill set. I don't know if they can hang with Ocoee and some of those big boys they have over there on Monday. Balin, what's your take? I totally agree. You said it best. I feel like Okoe is going to handle business and handle business t- and take care of it. Um, I think they went in a blowout fashion. I do like Lake Nona's offense. They're very explosive, but I just feel like they're going to be overpowered. Too much skill on the on the field uh, for Okoe. It's a bigger school, bigger names. Um, I, I feel like they're going to win in a big blowout fashion and make a statement. Lake Nona is going to have to get their defense off the field. Yeah, I that's I mean, the problem. Okoe can go on those six and seven minute drives. We saw oh, yeah. him do it last year against Edgewater, make it a close game. Yeah. So Okoe has capability of controlling the clock and if they mm-hmm. want to if they control the clock they win this game easily east river at timber creek is our next game um that's another monday night at Robbery. six game. now this one the fan vote was all over the place um but right now as it sits right now two days before three days before the game 56 percent of six 56 percent of the fans have timber creek winning this game over east river this is a close one and after talking to the coaches on both staffs Apparently, this is a modern rivalry game. This yeah. is a new east side of town rivalry game. Battle of the Jug. Yeah, it's a battle of the Jug. I'm not sure what jug that yeah, is. Yeah, me neither. I don't know if it's a milk <laughs> jug or what it is, but they are playing for the Battle of the Jug. Balin started off. Who do you got? Yeah, well, I just remember a couple years ago when East River first opened up, the, the kids from Timber Creek were actually going there. They rezoned it and everything, so I know that there's kids that grew up in both communities. Um, but honestly, I have Timber Creek again for the third week, and I picked those guys. Jake's coming back. Uh, I feel like with him back in the offense with Coach Daniels, Coach Z, Ziegler, uh, Coach um, Jackson, Coach Buckridge. I feel like they're just—it's just the all-star cast, and I don't feel like they're losing if they're, everyone's healthy and they're coaching. You got them all this week, Balin. You named them all. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to also go with Timber Creek to win this game. This is the first time I'm actually taking Timber Creek, but I think with Jake Johnson back behind the helm, he he gets the job done, and the fans agree, and Balin and you and I agree. So yep, that's Creek. the first time we've had all three tonight. All right, next game is uh, Masters Academy at Windermere Prep. This is a Saturday morning game at 11 o'clock. 
Baylin, this was the team that knocked out Masters yep, Academy last year from the playoffs. Is is there some bad blood there? There is some bad blood. Uh, like I said, this is the team that knocked them out from winning a state championship last year, which ultimately OCP won. Uh, I feel like Saturday morning, like I've said before in the past, uh, Masters Academy will take care of business. I believe it's going to be a blowout. They got too many good pieces in place. They got a second year, you know, head coach. They're rolling right now. I feel like it's it's not going to be close. Uh, look for a forty point victory, in my opinion. Okay, I'm going to take Masters Academy as well to win this game. The fans think eighty three percent of the time Masters will win this game as well. So I'm, I think it's across the board. We're all taking Masters Academy. Yeah, Ty Foreman's going to have a big game. Next game up is Lake Mary at Lake Brantley. Um, what would who would Scott Inez go with here on this one? This is like, I'm pretty sure he would take the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. and Brantley, you know, Brantley's been playing good, but this is a good rivalry game as well. This is a Monday night game at six o'clock. Balin, start us off. I like Lake Mary in this game. Lake Mary plays Seminole way too tough. I mean, they were almost borderline going into our top ten, even with a loss. They played Seminole really well, and that's one of our top, you know, three teams. I feel like Lake Mary is too much for them. They've won a couple uh, the past couple times in this rivalry. Uh, they handle business. Lake Brantley is definitely on the up and up, but I do like Lake Mary in this. Even with the late momentum that Lake Brantley's been playing with, the fact that they just barely edged Lyman is still concerning in my book. Right. Even though yep. they got their ground game going, we were talking about Lake Mary being one dimensional. So is Lake Brantley. We got two teams that we are kind of coining the phrase as one-dimensional while that might not be true but right now if you look at the numbers they both are playing one-dimensional ball yeah. i'm going to take lake mary as well in this mm. one last game is the big one this yes. one's jo jones at edgewater ESPN monday night there. espn we will be covering that game balen and i will both be on the sidelines for that one the fans say edgewater 64 percent. i know and Balin, go ahead and start us off. I'm going to tell you right now, I am picking Jones, and Jones confidently. I think Coach Williams, no one's going to ever outsmart him in coaching. Cam Coach Duke is amazing at what he does, but I've, I've been around Coach Williams. I played for him. He's just very smart. Then they got Coach Anderson on the defensive side, defensive coordinator. He has everybody in the right position. They got a lot of speed. That whole secondary can go Division One. The line, the linebackers, everybody's just a lot of speed. They are a very disciplined football team. Coach Williams has done a phenomenal job in, in uh, controlling that football team. They beat two great opponents back-to-back -back by blowing out wins i believe that jones does win by 14 plus points on monday night in a shocker at edgewater well there there's there this you is have the battle of the number ones here these yeah. are oh, the yeah. two teams you this guys argued this game about will be number one. who We're, the number one team should be and and balen you did a great job you went you went you went off and let me know why jones is gonna win i'm gonna tell you straight up right now edgewater's winning that game at Ooh, home. Ah, there's man. not a, there's no doubt in my mind edgewater's gonna win that game um, it is the game of the week, and it's why we will both be there. Nikki, this was the fastest show in history. It was. And I apologize to the, to the <laughs> listeners, but nope. we had to get it in. We did. We had to get it in. And coming up next, we have Bears Packers for Balin Heath. I'm Nick. Thanks to our friends at Graffiti Junction, America's Burger Bar. Go check them out, especially for Thursday Night Football. That's next here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.